Welcome to Now Charleston. I'm Sam Spence. It's Friday, February 25th. Now Charleston picks a handful of headlines three times a week and tells you why they're important. State reps are proposing $4,000 pay increases across the board for South Carolina teachers. One Charleston restaurant and a chef are semifinalists for the James Beard Foundation Awards for 2022. Charleston Wine and Food Festival is next week and tickets are still available. Why are dozens of cargo ships sitting off the South Carolina coast? Those stories, plus a dozen reasons to laugh this weekend, starting now. Before we get started, a quick note for any of y'all who may have missed it earlier this week. I'm going to do a Q&A episode soon, and I want your questions about everyday stuff in Charleston that you've always wondered about. So, for example, why are Sullivan's Island streets called stations? Sounds simple enough, but I bet a lot of folks don't actually know. You can send me those questions by leaving a voice message at 843-474-1319 or send me an email at sam at nowchs.com. Okay, now on to the show. First, I've got a very quick Ukraine update. On Thursday, President Joe Biden announced another round of sanctions planned by the U.S. and the international community against Russia and the inner circle of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Reports showed Russian troops continuing to advance militarily in parts of Ukraine throughout the day Thursday. Here's Biden speaking Thursday. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. And now he and his country will bear the consequences. Senator Lindsey Graham still appears to be the most vocal member of the South Carolina delegation in reaction to Russia's attacks on Ukraine. Graham tweeted Thursday afternoon that Biden was misreading the Russian advances and more force was needed to combat them. Biden announced Thursday uh, increased sanctions on what can be exported to Russia. He said the measures were aimed at limiting Russia's ability to be a part of the global economy. South Carolina teachers could get a $4,000 salary boost under a state proposal that's headed for the state House of Representatives. The proposal will cost about $230 million and will raise the minimum base salary for teachers in South Carolina public schools to about $40,000. 50 of the state's 77 school districts pay teachers at least $40,000 already, according to the Post and Courier, so it would be up to those districts to pass along the increases to teachers. In Charleston, for example, new teachers without experience or advanced degrees earn $41,000 a year out of the gate. The pay raise is still just a proposal, though. State lawmakers could choose to change that amount or eliminate it altogether as the state debates its new budget. I don't have to tell you, but the pandemic hit especially hard in public schools, where state lawmakers have known for a long time that teachers are underpaid and overworked during the school year. The state was already in the middle of a teacher shortage at the beginning of the school year, with more than 1,600 teacher positions open statewide after educator departures jumped 15.5%, according to Winthrop University's Center for Educator Recruitment, Retention, and Advancement. So the state is definitely playing a little catch-up here. The new funding comes on top of almost $400 million to build new rural schools, buy new textbooks, and school materials, according to the Post and Courier. The proposal would also increase the per-student funding for kids living below the poverty line. But again, the pay raises and most of these proposals could change, So we'll see if if legislators stick with that $4,000 number. State Ports Authority officials in Charleston are turning away outbound overseas container shipments while the agency clears a backlog of some 30 container ships sitting off the South Carolina coast waiting to unload thousands of containers. The influx of cargo comes as shippers look for somewhere to unload while 
West Coast ports fight backlogs of their own. Some 25 to 30 ships are waiting outside the Charleston Harbor to offload, according to marinetraffic.com. With more ships coming in, though, that means they have to have somewhere for those containers to go. And congestion at the Wando port and Mount Pleasant is already backing up trucks that arrive to take those containers away one by one. In fact, almost 66,000 containers were sitting waiting at the three Charleston area ports, about 25,000 more than the agency can efficiently handle, according to the Posting Courier. Ports officials say the backlog could last until April, according to the Wall Street Journal. It doesn't really sound like any amount of money or resources will be the silver bullet on this. Those ships and trucks just have to wait, it sounds like. If you're looking for a sign of Charleston's place in the global supply chain, this is it. Uh, These ships are unloading goods set for store shelves nationwide, and as supply and demand bring price fluctuations, delays at ports like Charleston and nationwide are just some of those forces at play. Semifinalists for some of the nation's most prestigious restaurant awards, the 2022 James Beard Foundation Awards, were announced Wednesday afternoon. In Charleston, Butcher and Bee was one of 20 U.S. restaurants that made the list, which will be narrowed down to finalists in the coming months. Chaipani in Asheville was also named a semifinalist for Best Restaurant. And locally, Chef Orlando Pagan of Wild Common on Spring Street is one of the 20 who could be named Best Chef in the Southeast. It's Pagan's first time on the long list for the James Beard and Butcher and Bee's first recognition as a restaurant. Former Butcher and Bee pastry chef Cynthia Wong has been a semifinalist six times and now runs Life Raft Treats. The winners will be announced June 13th. Charleston Wine and Food Festival kicks off on Wednesday. And from where I sit here on Thursday night, there are still tickets available for some popular events if you're still on the fence about whether you want to go. If you don't know, Charleston Wine and Food is a five-day citywide food festival that takes place at restaurants, bars, breweries, and a few open spaces around town. Events range from ticketed dinners to experiential classes and workshops, excursions to give you a taste of traditional local cooking, and the popular Culinary Village, which is kind of a sprawling station event with chef demos, samples, vendors, and lots of drinks. New this year, the festival has moved a lot of its operations to Riverfront Park in North Charleston, and is hosting its Culinary Village and a few nighttime concerts there on Friday and Saturday night. Tickets for both shows are still available. Friday's features Lake Street Dive, and Saturday's show is St. Paul and the Broken Bones with Tank and the Bangas. That St. Paul show, I'm sure, will be really energetic and a lot of fun. If you haven't heard Tank and the Bangas, you should pop them on your music app a little bit later. They're a lot of fun. Just taking a look at the schedule, here's what I'm looking at as far as tickets that are still available. Um, tickets are still available for Pinot Envy at the Embassy Suites near Patriots Point on the water in Mount Pleasant. That's always a popular event. I'm surprised tickets are still there. Uh, Friday night, there's a natural wine and naturally fermented pizza event uh, downtown at Bodega. Doughboys, Welton's, High Pie, and Uptown Social are just some of the local folks who will be there slinging pies, along with a ton of -of out-of-town guests and of course, natural wine purveyors for maybe something a little different you haven't had before. Uh, for beer fans, tickets are still available for the Craft for the Culture event at Holy City Brewing on Thursday and for the Hip Hops Day Party on Saturday at the Embassy Suites there in Patriots Point. Culinary Village tickets are still available for Friday and new at the Culinary Village this year. There's a small, free, non-ticketed area they're calling the Pavilion. It sounds like it'll feature a handful of uh, food trucks that change every day, and it'll be just outside the Culinary Village gates there at Riverfront Park. You can find links to all those picks and 
more at nowchs.com. One last thing. Uh, Charleston Comedy Festival kicks into high gear today on stages across the Charleston area. Amber Nash, who voiced Pam Poovey on FX's Archer, is set to perform tonight and Saturday at Theater 99 downtown. Kate Willett, who you might have seen on Colbert or uh, Netflix's comedy lineup, performs tonight and tomorrow at the Sparrow in Park Circle. In addition to the, the big draws from out of town, there are just a ton of super talented local comedians who will be on stages downtown in Park Circle and up in Somerville tonight and tomorrow. Live comedy is something I think we could all use right now. Um, so pick up a copy of the city paper. The comedy festival is a kind of a joint operation between the city paper and theater 99. So grab a city paper or check charlestoncitypaper.com for the full lineups. That's all I've got for you today. If you've got feedback for the show, you can leave a voice message at 843-474-1319 or email me sam at nowchs.com. If you can rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now, that would also be a big help. And as always, you can check nowcharleston.com for links and notes from today's show. And make sure you always follow twitter.com slash nowcharleston and instagram.com slash nowcharleston. Thanks for listening. I'll be back Monday with the next Now Charleston. <laughs>